You are listening to the 312 Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew. My name is Nick. My name is Emmanuel. And in this episode, we are going to do a dive into game balance, power creep, and the design spaces of X-Wing, and more. But just to kick it off, how is everybody's weekends? Anybody, anything crazy happen? Nick? You may dispense with the pleasantries, Andrew. No, I just, just wanted an opportunity to say that. I'll actually answer the question. Um, I never get to quote Vader saying that. It's great. There so my weekend, I'm trying to, to think about, I had a pretty busy week. It's one of those things where you have a busy weekend and then you forget about everything that you did. Yeah, I, um, well, we, we, Friday night we streamed um, in person. Manny was over, Frankie, Matt. We did three games of in-person X-Wing at my place. And then we I went out. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah. How could I? How could we? But we did. Um, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, my Imperial list is still super broken sometimes, hey. <laughs> apparently. And well, especially uh, yeah, we, when you know how to fly it. Yeah, it's true. It helps for sure. Uh, we went out for some celebratory drinks after. And then um, Saturday, uh, laid low. Um, got some takeout at my favorite Italian place by my parents' place, crashed there for the night, and then Sunday just kind of cleaning up all of the equipment from Friday. That was my weekend. I remembered everything. Sounds good. Nice. Always successful. Yeah, how about Manny? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Friday is is already explained. Uh, Saturday, just went climbing. Sunday, uh, I swam and had lunch with a couple friends. Basically it. Chill weekend, no complaints. Nice. No, it sounds great. It's also happy you're able to get out and do the uh, the climbing and swimming. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I can't remember if uh, if I mentioned this last week, but uh, I'm an uncle now. And uh, you did you uh, posted yes? That. How's yeah. that? Any uh, thanks. Any uh, uncle wisdom you'd like to share with all of us? Well, uh, <laughs> take them also an, an uncle. So well, there you go. I mean, you're the creepy, you're yeah, the creepy so uncle, guess, yeah. Manny, no doubt. <laughs> no, I, I forgot I, that I'm technically an uncle, but years ago, the fun uncle. I was going to say you have more more uncle wisdom than I do. Um, no, I I it's it's uh, they have a boy and uh, he's super cute and my plan is just to spoil him and be as fun as possible. Yeah, you got to be the fun uncle for sure. Yeah. And it's a good dynamic. Andrew's the fun uncle, Manny's the creepy uncle. You get both no. sides of the uncle. <laughs> you need you need one of each. You need I one can't. of each, or it's not a true family. <laughs> oh yeah, always two there are, no more, no less. Yes. To quote Yoda, I mean, come on. He's go. obviously referring to uncles when he talks about them. But that's awesome, man. Congrats. That was a very yeah. adorable Congrats. photo that you shared with our group. So, no, yeah, that you. was that that's been a lot of fun. And then um the second is I uh, I went to a record release. Um one of my friends from college is in a hardcore band called Snuffed, which uh, if you're into like hardcore and metal, um they've been taking off pretty pretty big in like Chicagoland area. So that was a an absolute blast. Find their their new album uh on Bandcamp. Just to do a little plug for yeah. my friends there yeah absolutely nice. you, gotta, you gotta gotta plug your friends for sure but it was a great show that is awesome i hope everybody uh watching live here because we have our subscriber only um twitch stream going right now um and those who listen to this when it comes out i hope you all have had a good uh, february it's winding down this is the yes. shortest month that does sometimes feel like the longest but honestly guys i don't know about you this month has been going by fast and i think it's because of the weather being actually mm-hmm. genuinely great here in chicago today it was in the I, 50s again 
yeah, climate change is is real. Is real. It's, uh, wild. It's real, but doesn't mean you can't enjoy the 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 after effects of it. Yeah, we we get uh, to in Chicago because it's gonna, yeah, exactly. You know, Chicago is just going to be you're like on like the East Coast or West Coast. You're screwed. But like yeah. here in the Midwest, we know we just have tornadoes, and even then, Dude. they're not that bad. Dude, at one point, it was warmer here than it was in Los Angeles. That's uh, yes, uh, say. and in Florida too. That's huh. right. that's almost like I can't believe you. There's like it's you know crazy. it's like how is that possible? Yeah, um, but yeah, I hope you all have been having a good February and have had yeah. a good weekend as you listen to this because this will come out on Monday. Um, yeah, it's good to hear. We're all doing fairly well. Yeah. We're we're looking ahead to March in the spring and obviously Worlds at Adepticon in our backyard. And it's coming up. I get to so excited to see all of the people that all the friends that I've made um through you know twitch playing the game uh at events online everything um the podcast it's just all super excited to have that's right yeah please come say hi we'd love to talk to you come say hi we'll have our world shirts on too yeah we'll have our 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 chicago worlds 2024 shirts on so won't be won't be hard to miss us or will be hard to miss us rather (laughs) well speaking of all of the exciting things like what we're looking forward to in world something that we've been looking forward to since last world was the battle of endor scenario coming out so that's some of the big news that we have is now all of the pilots information is out there it's up on the builder so you can start theory crafting lists with them right now yeah, and as so, someone who's streaming, um, streaming, you know, games on our channel, and and also a part of the draft league, people are playing Battle Over Endor. I've gotten a chance to see, you know, little glimpses at certain pilots. Um, there's a lot of interesting design spaces being explored and ideas. Um, some some are very good. Some are balanced. Some are not so balanced. And you know, I'm I'm excited to 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 talk about our impressions of what we're seeing so far. Yeah, I was going to say this this is where we really want to want to dive into it. So uh, I was wondering, Nick, if we wanted to uh, start with you, what your impressions of the Battle of Over Endor is currently? Yeah, um, so I have a small sample size of of, of you know, data and, and, and games that I've watched and, and, and streamed. And I, I have to say that there are they genuinely seem like a lot of fun. I would say that's one thing as somebody the person playing the components, the, the player themselves themselves will will have a lot of fun with almost all of these pilots um there is a lot of abilities and a lot of triggers and a lot to keep track of and if you take two three or four of those or or more in a five ship list for example um it might it might be overwhelming at first i think that might be a a learning curve that everyone's going to go through just when you put all these new pilots down getting used to what you're trying to look out for and try what triggers you're trying to catch and and make work um but overall fun um pretty good i don't know how meta warping it is um you have tie fighters you have some interceptors you have a new you have the falcon um in lando you have this new soon tier right in the interceptor like i said and um the b wings which i think is the most underrated and exciting aspect of this is because b wings have um, not not been like shadow banned but like kind of just not really getting played and yeah. i would love to see more of that i think that's great for the game so stuff like that i'm on board with so yeah that's yeah. my uh tldr fun interesting uh some too good some that balanced pretty well i think yeah manny how about you i haven't really taken a good look and 
to any of these cards. So Manny, Manny uh, prepared. Yeah, yeah, straight up. So I'm be I'm gonna learn about these cards as we go on. through it. This is why. This is this is exactly He's why. He's in the doghouse every other recording. I'm session, quickly but, uh, going through the cards right now, and boy, do they have a lot of effects. Yeah, yeah, a lot of triggers, lots of upgrades compared to to the Battle of Yavin, and it's it's a separate league. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool design decisions that, that they've made that the pilots look genuinely fun and a couple of them look very pushed and basically be the best in their faction possibly just right out of the gate. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the addition of these ships is going to shake up the meta. So I think it's great that you've already seen some some play testing with it already. And that's kind of nice to have that data before it officially releases. Yeah. Um, everybody at at home too you're i mean it's going to be out by the time that you listen to this episode so it's going to even be interesting to see you know what hopefully yeah i'm not sure what the delays are like oh that's true yeah so hopefully you'll be able to it's get at it. least on tabletop and people are playing it on streams all, all the time right now so right that, that we do have that and shout out to our, our last episode you know we talked about online x-wing get greg cash from nickel city x-wing on and we were talking about tts and vassal and everything and i mean it's a great you know tie into to how helpful that stuff is when you can have access to this content early before you physically get it and can try it out yeah nick i know there was a couple of pilots that you really wanted to to highlight do you want to start with the the rebel faction and and dive into that sure yeah um i'll do i i talked about you know my love for b-wings and trying to get them a little bit more relevant i'll, I'll do gina moonsong who's a uh battle uh battle over endor uh five point b-wing um with an extra shield so it has five shields in four hole same stat line though three attack and one agility four hole five shields and two recurring charges with these actions focus to red barrel roll target lock and then also a uh, barrel roll to red target lock and a red reload um her ability um, as an i5b wing is at the start of the engagement phase of a friendly Braylon Strom ship at range zero to two is stressed. You may acquire a lock. Now Braylon is the other half of the battle over Endor B wing um, release. Yeah. Um, we can talk about him in a moment, but it's similar to um, the kind of what, what you need for the boys, the backstabber and mauler, you know, needing a, a specific pilot nearby or in their case in their side arc. So at range zero to two, if that ship, if Braylon is stressed, um, you may acquire a lock. So this is an, an at the start of the engagement phase trigger. I was going to say, this This reminds me a lot of just the Anakin Obi-Wan that too, yeah. uh, effect as well. Yeah. Yeah. Also but, has yeah. a secondary... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I no, I was going to say that it does seem like a lot of these new sets have this like paired pilot ability thing going on. Yeah, and and secondary, and, and, and a primary and secondary pilot abilities, right. which I think in some cases is a little overwhelming, but... Uh, we get one with with Gina with called Gyro Cockpit. After you gain a stress token, you may spend two of her recurring charges or two recurring charges to gain an evade token. When you drop a device, you may spend one charge to set the template with its middle line aligned with the hash mark of the base in your side arc. So essentially, what does that mean? That means you can drop a bomb out the side of your your, your ship. That is, um, that's that three abilities. Cool that's three abilities for Gina. Yeah. That they put gyro cockpit together with with the evade token side and the bomb side is one, but it is technically three uh, abilities for Gina. So, which that's wild. Um, has uh, a few upgrades. It's a trap. Is a talent. 
uh, specific to battle over Endor while defending. If there are more other friendly ships than enemy ships at range zero to one, you may re-roll one of your blank results. So if there are more other friendly ships than enemy ships at range zero to one of you, so basically being yeah. having friendlies nearby, you get to re-roll a blank result, which B-Wings, that can be actually kind of helpful, just being one agility. Get a free elusive, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, has juke. We know what juke does while you, while you perform an attack. If you're evading, you change one of the defender's evades to an eyeball result. Has proton torpedoes um, for uh, to hit hard. With that, with her ability, you can actually, um, or rather with uh, the, the primary ability with Braylon getting that lock, you can set up double modded proton torpedoes uh, yeah. pretty easily. That's that's what really you know struck out to me. Yeah, and ion bombs is the last, so you can drop ion bombs out the, the side. Uh, or drop it behind like usual. Um, so that's Gina. Uh, Andrew, do you want to do? Uh, I, we didn't. Uh, I didn't mention it, but can you do Braylon? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. That? I can. I can go over Braylon too. Um, so Braylon is at I four instead of I five, and is four points. Uh, Gina's five. So the combo together is nine points. And Braylon's ability is at the start of an engagement phase. A friendly Gina Moon Song is at range zero to two. Is stressed. Uh, you gain a focus token. Uh, and then after you gain a stress token, you can spend two charges to gain an evade token. Uh, it's the gyro cockpit, the same as Gina's. Uh, while you mm -hmm. drop device, you can spend one to do it out the, the side, the middle line. So same gyro cockpit ability, but it's the other half of that of that stress equation. So um, a little easier to get, yeah, to get that, that focus token because you can, you know, do uh, a barrel roll into a red lock or you can even do a reload but let's uh let's talk about what else is on um also like gina has it's a trap which is the friendly ships are at range zero to one reroll one of your blank results um instead of the ion bombs uh he has proton bombs which is really good um and then also has homing missiles uh and then also has delayed fuses so if you drop a, or launch a bomb you can place a fuse marker on it so that might make dropping those proton bombs out the side a, a little more interesting you have a better position to, to drop them in yeah besides it's a trap the 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 everything else are upgrades we already know and have already existed mm -hmm. which i is kind of hard like likens back to um battle of battle of yavin where yeah. they didn't really do too much in terms of new upgrades at least with these two specifically it's just it's a trap on here yeah I, we'll, we'll get into when we talk about empire and stuff like later a lot of the tie fighters have the same thing going on it's they're basically just um uh like battle of yavin they're all old abilities there's not really too many new things there yeah it seems like the rebels benefit from more new stuff like lando mm -hmm. specifically uh a soon tier also does have that stuff too but yeah yeah soon tier in the last uh yeah last episode um and then it seems like a lot of the rebels have it's a trap so this is kind of like the uh the siege over coruscant uh wolf pack ability it's i mean much more widely you it's a it's a widespread it's uh for every it seems like every rebel pilot i think has it's a trap has it's yeah um, they all know it's yeah, a trap that's uh um manny do you want to do cover uh our a-wing friend his name is gemmer or Gemmer. i don't know how people are gonna pronounce yeah uh uh, yeah. I was going to say, um, yeah, before we, we moved on, uh, did we want to talk about like the, the Gina Moonsong Braylon combo as uh, do we think that like 
this oh, one just, sorry. is sorry yeah and just in terms of that's nine you said nine like you said nine points that's just like the same issue with b-wings now beside you know outside of these two is yeah. you're investing a serious amount of points into this things is, that get hit by plasma list. torpedoes and get halved immediately mm-hmm. and um yeah it, that's it, that is half your list <laughs> as you said this this to me feels like a combo that was really made for the battle over endor scenario where it's really powerful, but this is what you want to put in a list that have, you have 35 yeah. build points with. And uh, however, I think that even without that that first ability, uh, Gina Moonsong is just good on her own. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I also I did forget to mention Braylon also has the shield upgrade as well. Oh, they both so, have So huh? uh, at four points, you know, Braylon also might be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I would take Braylon. Yeah, I mean, just Braylon's pretty good. Alone? How does Braylon on four? I Five, yeah, four points four. for an I four. Yeah. Um, okay. Proton points. The proton bombs are good. Um, you know, three uh, attack dice out the front. I I think though that the proton torpedoes and the higher initiative might. I mean, yeah. five is a lot of points, and but. and and juke as well. Um, unfortunately, I, uh, homing missiles are one of the worst missiles or just munitions right. in the game still. <laughs> yeah, um, that just is. <laughs> Yeah, no, they are. Terrible. Gina, Gina has the ability to have a a focus evade or a target lock evade with a potential reroll. So, yeah, I I mean, I think I think the survivability that even gives you is is good enough um, for Gina. But a pro torp and juke combo is really punishing when you're shooting at something that took a scenario action. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. You try to play the objective well like, you made uh, a mistake that's on you buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> how dare you try to play the objective gina uh, gina's gonna get some people uh good good call pointing that out um t- addressing the the viability of the two together is is very questionable but i would certainly either of them isolated on their own in a list um is certainly i think worth trying for sure with the extra yeah. health um you know there's a lot of sufi- uh, efficiency built into them being yep. able to stay alive with evades is nice they can still lock and and i mean just talking about an alpha strike like they have an ability if they if they are together though even at even even though it's pricey at nine points you are looking at um a focus lock yeah. uh uh alpha strike shot at yeah. least with, with seven I- die just with the what I've been playing recently, I just think about starter set Vader firing an ion missile at one of these things and just making them so sad immediately because <laughs> they'll lose their locking and get ionized. You'd need that. Yeah, sure. But I mean, yeah. you can only shoot at one of them. Uh, so you you ionize Gina, but, you know, you're still taking a, a yeah. focus lock shot from from Braylon. Yeah. Yeah. Braylon being I4 is a little bit more vulnerable in terms of, of um, absolutely ion, ion and plasma torpedo tech are very strong in the game right now jamming mm-hmm. as well those are three things that b-wings just can't really get away from because they're just not very they're, they're they don't have the maneuverability and the high 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 initiative to to compensate for for that so yeah those are the, the the biggest things that would would obstruct their um contributions to to a to a list yeah yeah but um, yeah just wanted to bring that up before we move yeah. on to uh for sure Gemmer. mr sohan let's do it manny who is yeah Gemmer, what initiative, all that good stuff. What does he got? Yeah, so he is in an A-Wing. He is initiative two. Um, typical stats of an of a A-Wing. There is no extra there's no extra shield, so two hull, two shields. Effect is uh 
uh, while defending, you may gain one strain token to change two of your blank results to a I result. Up to yeah, uh, up to two. Yeah, up to up to two. Uh, the the Chessy ability is just backyard cannons. Uh, essentially, you perform a red boost or rotate turret action in, uh, in the system phase. Uh, and should I just go over the upgrades as well? It's a trap. Yeah. yeah, we know what it's a trap does, but chaff particles and his target assist algorithm are too interesting. Yeah, uh, precision tuned cannons. That's a new one, correct? That's a new type of cannon. Yes, and precision yeah. tuned cannon as well. Yeah, that's also new. All right. Uh, effect: If the defender is your bullseye, add one abor assault, a two attack, no, a a a two die attack, range two to three, chaff particles. While defending, you may spend one Abor Assault at the end of Neutralize Assault step to remove one red or orange token. So imagine like flares for a jet, I guess. Uh, and target assistant algorithm, which before you engage, you may... Wait, yeah, before you engage, if you have no green tokens and there are one or more enemy objects in your front arc, gain a Calculate token. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to kill is the kind of the bottom line. Maybe not doing a lot of damage, but a three point A wing that is going to be a lot harder to kill with an ability like that. Being able to change your blank results to eyeball results. It's the one one reason why A wings die yeah. fast is when they blank out. Yep. I mean, yeah, guaranteeing yourself at least, you know, against one uh, one of that is really good. Yeah, it's. It's one of those like there there are a few pilots um in battle over Endor that I've noticed that are like they're priced well, they're priced like fairly, but they don't have they they have more defensiveness to them. Mm-hmm. But in the the way X-Wing is now competitively with the damage race, you just don't see how you can make it work where they would be a part of your list and you can count on them to deal damage. Um it's just a you know, I think so Sohan is one of those that is maybe in a, a better objective player. I that um, is exactly what I so. see Sohan doing. Yeah. Um absolutely it's four objectives because also you have that ability where if you are off, you know, doing ob- objective things, like you can, you know, do the the vector cannons or you can do the the boost if nobody is like shooting at you, if you take like that stress action. Uh, then you can spend that focus token and, you know, go do something else again. Yeah, I, I do like the one thing I do like that gives it a little more punch. Even if you spend your uh, focus on defense, when it, when you go to engage, you at least get a calculate token back. So yeah. no matter what, even even if you're using it on defense, you're still able to utilize uh, some mods on offense. Yeah, exactly. Just being at I2, he just has to wait a little while to get there, but. Um, again, I I think he's going to be widely ignored when he unless you have no other choice who to shoot at. You know, he's just he's just like Ugh, unless I have oh yeah shots into it, you, I'm just not you, even going to take a shot. It's not even worth it, right? Yeah, initially, yeah, exactly. We can, um, but overall, like I, we've already talked about, you know, Lando and that the, some of the other Rebel pieces. But I think this is a good flavor as to maybe the 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 la- the, the unsung, maybe not heroes, but just like yeah, let's call them heroes. The uh, the underrated, um, under discussed, some of the uh, pilots that uh, we we might see uh, people tinker around with. I'm not sure how much 
of Braylon and Gina together we'd see maybe at Worlds, for example. But I think Gemmer will find a place, you know, and maybe in place of a Keo or a Wedge in the A-Wing, we might see Gemmer instead. I think he would be really solid um, part of a Rebel list. And um, yeah, overall, I think the Rebels have um, scenarios. Th these seem to be built a lot more toward the scenario. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about like uh, later in the episode on some of the where we think the design ideas are going. But um, yeah. just as a preview for that, I, I feel like the the design looks like they want to make Rebels the scenario faction. Yeah. Um, and on the other side of it, we have we have Empire, who I feel like is is built with much more of a damage dealing mindset, which is is thematic because the Empire rules with an iron fist. You know, mm -hmm. it's about intimidation and stuff. But in the game of X-Wing is again, well, like Andrew said, we'll allude to more of this later in the episode. But um, how does that all come together as a cohesive balance um, when you have these scenario packs when one is more defensive and more objective based and for the scenario and the other one? can more freely play successfully in a competitive environment. I think Empire comes out on top um, in that regard in terms of damage potential. Um, the, we got two new Defender pilots we'll talk about. We got um, Soontier we discussed in our last episode who is wild. I mean, what he can do yeah. is crazy. Um, he can, you know, basically just kind of do whatever he wants. And um, I, I, I think something that everyone was talking about a lot is was Jendon and, and worth, I think, discussing again, um, a seven point defender, um, the tie defenders, I've, I've, I think, always kind of been one of the most interesting and, and one of the coolest uh, ships in Star Wars and an X-Wing. But uh, I, power was... creep and balance is a fear that developers have with this ship in this game. Mm hmm um what were you gonna say andrew oh no i was gonna say i've always loved the defender that was one of the the first ships that i've flown uh flew it in my first tournament ever and yeah was it um 2.0 um, who was it that you're playing uh, the i5 uh what's his name my, my rexler brath yeah i was doing yeah. rexler brath rexler every breath you take mr rexler yeah, he's solid. Um, but Jendon, so we have the only I-6 Defender pilot right now um, before, I mean, before Battle of Rendor is Vader. And Vader is probably with that ability and that chassis is 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 worth the nine points. He has to be priced that way because he's so good and hard to kill. Yeah. Um, Jendon is now the second I-6 Defender, which is a little scary when you just dive into all of the things that he can do. Um, yeah. He so he's seven points at I six. He has the same stat line three 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 four. So three attack, three agility, three hole, and four shields. He has um, a couple of different actions than what we're used to seeing on a defender. Yeah. A regular defender has a focus, evade, target lock, and barrel roll boost. All white actions. Colonel Jendon has a focus, evade, link, red barrel roll, target lock, and uh, target lock barrel roll boost. So he has a linked action in there, a bait link red barrel roll. Um, his ability is while you defend, if you are not shielded, you may change one of your blank results to an eyeball result. So the more damage you deal to him, the more defensive he's going to start to get, which is very interesting for yeah. a defender. It's not really what you love to see on a die defender pilot at I-6, but um, that's something that he can do. And then he has Chiss Engineering. So instead of Full Throttle, which is what makes them so tanky, Full Throttle was, after you fully execute a speed 3 to 5 maneuver, you may perform an evade action. Chiss Engineering 
After you fully execute a speed three to five maneuver, you may perform a target lock action. While attacking, if you are not stressed, you may spend one shield to apply the range one bonus. So you can blow his shields to trigger the first part of the ability. He can roll, he can roll four attack dice at range two to three um, if he spends his shields. And he also can use it paired with his proton cannon to fire a five yeah. dice proton cannon. Um, yep. He has a talent called No Escape, which is new. While you perform a primary attack, if there are more friendly ships and other enemy ships at range zero to one of the defender, you may re-roll one of your blank results. So swarm your your opponent, basically that ship that you're shooting at um, and with, your, with your ships. This is the the inverse of uh, of that. It's a trap. Yeah, it so literally very thematic is. there. Yeah, exactly. Because you're you're also turning off their. Uh, there, it's a trap ability for rebels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, one good thing to note, though, it does say primary attack. Uh, so primary. you don't you don't get that with the proton cannon. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You won't um, need to. You have a lock anyway. Yeah, but... and I was gonna say, so he has uh, he has ways to do a three to five maneuver focused target lock. Yeah. But it gets better because he has pushed the limit, which is a, uh, a you know kind of likens back to a one upgrade. Um. It's a, a talent. Uh, after you fully execute a red maneuver or perform a red action, if you are not strained, you may gain one strain token to remove one stress token. So there, because their dial has hard turns of the one and two variety that are red and also a 2K that's red, you can, uh, if safe, in a safe position to get rid of that, that stress and replace it with a strain. So he opens up his dial um, potentially. Yeah, and, and can still take actions. Yeah. And lastly, this is the one that I think makes it scary with the proton cannons and the ability is he has computer assisted handling. Uh, it's a one charge single use. So that's good, at least. Um, it's after you fully execute a maneuver, you may spend one charge to perform a boost or barrel roll action. So you can um, target lock focus and then barrel roll or boost all at once um, to line up the shot that you desire. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's pretty gross. <laughs> I mean, it, it, honestly, it takes away and all, most of the downsides of a defender. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, it feels I, like if you're in a bad spot, you have a way to to always get out of it. Your I six. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's scary. It is a lot. There's so much damage potential, but at the risk of him taking a lot of damage at the same time. So you real ha- you will have to lean on you your gotta catch him score. first. Or Palpatine force to bail him out because he's going to he's how often is he going to actually want to spend his shields? If he's not getting shot at, it's worth it every time to at least spend one at least once in a game to do it. He's he's so maneuverable, though. Like at at I six, like he can it feels like he can get out of, you know, almost. Yeah, I will say um, I was building some lists with him. And the good news in, in, with the game, the way the game is in scenarios, the good news is it's going to be hard to build a good five ship list with him. You really yeah. are stuck with four ship options and it's it's asking a lot out of. Yeah, because um, I, I feel like seven points. If if you're taking agenda, you know, you're probably not taking Vader like you're doing this instead of at least. Yeah, I mean, you're not, definitely not taking the defender Vader. I mean, you could argue. Well, no, no, no. I meant Vader. Sure, but Maybe. but now, but now, I mean, you're you're that's pretty. Thirteen I mean, points. That's though. thirteen points. You're locking yourself into a into. I mean, it's going to be fine. It'll be a good list, but you're really locking yourself into like a four list or maybe a 
you know, everybody else is going to be kind of mediocre. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, so that's the good news, because it's terrible for scenarios. If you Mm -hmm. you could bring like um, you could do Jendon Vizier with Palpatine, that's 11 points. And then you could do Soontir, that's 16 and then another four point. But again, it's just not that good. Um, It's going to salvage. It's not going to be able to do salvage. It's not going to do well at assault. Scramble is a toss up. Mm hmm. So, yeah, I think that's the the good news is that it you, defenders are already kind of hard to play with right now. And he slots in at that seven points that you people probably just still prefer to take Rear Admiral Chirinu instead. Um, yeah. And, you know, or just or Morna Key. This is where I'm, I'm thinking that we honestly, even though Jendon is really good, we might be seeing more Captain Yor on tables. Yeah, what's, that's a great segue. So let's... um. Should we throw that over to you, Andrew, if you want to talk about the other Defender pilot, Captain Sure, Yor? I would. I would love to. So uh, Captain Yor, this was the first one that piqued my interest because seeing a six-point Defender, this is the cheapest Defender right now in the game. So Yor is an I-4 only, but uh, has this this regular set stat line, the three hull, four shield, uh, three defense, three attack die, and has the pilot ability after you perform a primary attack that hits... You can spend one charge. He has two non-reoccurring charges uh, to perform a bonus cannon attack. Uh, and then, like Jendon, also has the Chiss Engineering. After you fully execute speed 3 to 5 maneuver, you can perform a target lock action. And while attacking, if you're not stressed, you may apply. You can spend a shield to apply the bonus. The range 1 bonus, yeah. The range 1 bonus, uh, yeah. Um, also has no escape, just like uh, Jendon and uh, like Suntir fell in this set. Uh, wipe from primary attack. If there are more friendly ships than other enemy ships at range 0 to 1 of the defender, you can reroll a blank result. He has an ion cannon, uh, and, and so that's the, the bonus attack that you're going to be doing with him. Uh, and then he has Predator, so cares about that bullseye to re-roll that die, and has computer-assisted handling like Jenin as well. After you execute a maneuver, you can spend one to perform a boost or barrel roll action. The the, the bonus ion cannon attack after it hits is so nasty. It's really oh nasty. I, I, so, <laughs> I mean, the good the good news is, is at I-4, yours probably not going to be jamming off like target locks or, or doing anything better, but basically guaranteeing where the ship that you just shot at is going to be next turn is going to be huge for you lining up that, you know, predator bullseye shot. Yeah. And I will say though, Andrew, him being at I four means that you're way more likely people are going to have to make a very tough decision about spending their tokens when he can take shots at you because you spend your token. He's like, great. I'm going to shoot you first. It hits great. And then I'm going to ionize you as well. The spike damage potential is wild yeah that i mean that that's for sure too um he has the ability to uh um, spend his shields probably not going to be doing it as much as jendon just because at i4 it's going to be a lot easier to catch your um and and your doesn't have the you know the defensive power of uh of that like evade token that that the defenders usually get um but free target lock is still pretty good uh, he also, I forgot to mention, like uh, Colonel Jendon, also has the same um, evade into uh, red barrel roll linked action as well. Yeah, Captain Yor, six points, same price as, as mm-hmm. Vader. Um, you could pair him and, and Vader together. That's 12 points, and you have eight points still to play yeah. with. Yeah, and, and, and 
Yeah, and this is where, like, I think 12 versus 13 points is a huge difference in Empire on, on what you can take with you. Uh, because with with 12 points, you can basically take two more um, three-point ships, right? Because mm-hmm. at uh, 12, yeah, 18, yeah, and then you, you could... can take a TIE fighter. Yeah. Um, and that and then that's a, an, a pretty decent, you know, five point list. You can still take the 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 other I-5s or you could do a, a really beefy four point list. Yeah. Four ship. If you yeah, really wanted. But list, yeah. or four ship list. Yeah. But I, I, I think that, you know, you can or you can even do your uh, like, you know, soon tier the boys and then uh, boys <laughs> and then a TIE fighter. So there's I think I think that being one point less gives a lot more build ability and potential even though your is is going to be an i4 and i5 is really the the signpost initiative right now but defenders are just really good yeah i'll always have been just uh just you know you can't price them too cheap because they break the game and they yep. they've always I mean, been that's honestly kinda... what it is yeah yeah which is is good i don't think i want to see everybody playing a tie defender all the time you know it's yeah. nice when i'd, you see I'd it. like to yeah i'd like the option to put a tie defender in my list though yeah um yeah. i it's you could yeah and it's I, I think i think that this is this is actually pretty fair at uh at six points and yeah. and taking away that that free evade token is uh is is pretty big and i'm just doing a wellness check on our friend manny who is still alive I just throw it over to you what what do you what do you <laughs> yeah. think of these two? Oh, of these two defenders i mean well, as a person who doesn't really fly Empire, I am curious to see how much of a splash they're going to do. Um, Somebody flies I, against a lot of Empire, though. Yeah, you sure do. Oh, that's true. What, um, what, what, do you, what do you feel? How do you feel about sitting on the opposite side of the table? Gotcha. I mean, uh, Colonel Jendon, it'd be scary, but I mean, the large factor is, well, who are his friends next to him? If it's like a four-ship list with uh, with Colonel Jendon, I'll, I'll feel like all right about it like not i'm like pretty confident even uh but captain your in a five ship list i could see him being a bit threatening uh so learning how to defend against that is gonna be fun yeah i i feel like jendon is a is a ship that is going to have to earn its keep like if you're if you're putting jendon into your list you really want him to basically be the same as as two ships or at least be able to take out two ships um to make his worth on this like sit on the table and everyone's gonna go after him too Uh, unless you have uh you another beater like like if you have you know jendon and suntir you gotta you gotta yeah like i give a reason to split the the focus yeah, it's the only way I think you can get Jen take Jenden down is to go all in. But if you do mm-hmm. burn him down, then your opponent's game's pretty much over already. Right. That's that's the downside of flying a seven of seven point ship or higher. Is yeah. That when you lose it, it's almost always game over. Almost always game over. And and that's almost. one of the reasons why we haven't like seen too many defenders um, in the yeah. current meta. They're not. They're a little predictable with the three to five speed triggers, whether mm-hmm. it be full throttle or chiss engineering. Um, and when they're stressed, it's, you know, they're like, oh, well, you're going to go fast. You're going to go straight. You, you almost always know when they're going to do a white 4k. So that's the other downside with defenders is I think in the right hand, someone can do very well with them, but Mm -hmm. they can be very uh, predictable. Yes. This this is why I'm actually though, really happy to see that computer assisted handling, um, 
and even push the limit on on Jenden is that really kind of takes away a level of predictability, uh, especially if you if you get like everybody scrummed up in the middle of the board. I think the uh, ability for them to not pay the consequences for that one or two hard is um, is, is going to make them a little less predictable and and raises the skill level on on flying them a little bit too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so well, before we move on, um, do you guys see this being meta warping, like as completely shifting the way things are now with what's popular, like triple arcs, um, you know, boy, Luke Han or Lando now, um, do you, do you see this making a huge shakeup or, or what do you think? For empire? I, I feel like the only ship that might shake things up actually two is kevin yor and anna and us and uh, uh Sutherfell. i'm not sure about the bombers but at least for the ties i am having a hard time trying to think why you would choose them over over backstabber and and Mahler. because if you're not flying um the i6 defender uh yeah colonel uh agendan you're probably f- uh f- uh a flying Vader, and if you're already flying Vader, why would you choose any other tie except for those two? And just you know, take a look at the other ties. I don't think they can compete. But for yeah, the other Rebels, ties, are, are, I can see. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Andrew? So meta I, shaking, warping. No, I I don't think it's it's meta warping. I do think it's it's going to give more options for empire to play um i think we're gonna see i think we're gonna see more varied empire lists so i think it's going to be shaking in in terms of we're going to start seeing more captain yours it might we might see less double decimator lists because you have an option to go a little acier like i think that that now there is a um the the empire to me feels like it is becoming the ace faction now that that this is where you're going to start seeing like heavy hitting i6s i think it's going to give a reason for all the other factions to make sure that they have at least one i6 in their list because you might have to be matched up with uh, a genin and a suntir in one list and you have the 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 issues you had in 2.0 when you were flying against Republic Aces, where uh, halfway through the game you might not be able to catch them ever again. Um, so I think that it's going to be meta shifting in that way. I feel like if that's yeah, the case, that makes sense. It definitely puts a couple factions even further back. Like I go to example would be CIS, right? If you need an I6 in your list, what I6 do they have? Jango. Okay, yeah. yeah, but like, uh, is um Sunfac I six? Yeah, Sun Sunfac yeah, is not very favored these days with no. all the ships out there. Yeah, I I would I would say this might be more uh more meta warping once we get a full points change. We could I I don't think right now that they're gonna do too much, but it does clarify the way yeah. the empires the empire has even more high initiative to deal with now. And mm-hmm. um, like you said, just they've been leaning into the high initiative for a while, and they have more options. Um, we'll see how they utilize it, but um, and, I, yeah, 
Yeah, Let, it does tie but, into the next. Oh, got it. Oh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, Scythe Six, uh, the BOE, which uh, is the uh, an I two Tie Fighter, which has an extra hull, um, and uh, is doing the an FO thing where when you perform an attack at range one to two, you can roll an extra die. So it's a three die uh, I two three point Tie Fighter. Isn't that is it? Isn't it perform an attack a two to three you get an extra die or is it just range that's one, one to two one. so basically he has like an extra a heightened range one um but uh that's like uh like fo has been kind of the 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 cheating extra die attacks for me so i think that we might see maybe some some slight six just being a being a three tie or a um uh yeah three red another die. extra attack die yeah extra attack die pilot yeah uh, also uh, has another has a focus in or has a barrel roll into red fo- or red evade uh, linked action, which is interesting. Lots to explore. We don't, you know, we I I want I wish we could go into yeah. yeah I just wanted but, to give yeah. a, just a, a shout out for just some I I like cross faction bending stuff. Uh, so uh, this we talked about how some of some some like you said some of are being more pushed um and i want to talk about just the overall nature of power creep and you know that's a i, I think uh, a saying that people throw out there sometimes i want to know how you guys define power creep i'll ask manny first manny yeah. what's like your definition of that it's always a hard thing to define but it's easy to point out once you see it right um if i had to give like a definition i would say um new cards that come out that make previous uh previously existing cards pretty redundant or just straight up unused um so my i don't know a quick example would be all of the ties that are in like, the standard loadout category have an extra hull and all these other abilities that i can't see why you would choose like like build your own tie uh over over a standard loadout tie so that's like that's something that i believe is is a type of the type of power creep okay Call it andrew yeah. Uh, yeah go ahead andrew yeah. No, I I would I would agree with that definition. Yeah, it's uh it's that you are the new product is is making you know previous versions or um older versions obsolete. Yeah, I would say that to add to that, it's to me power creep is when something emerges as such a an ideal and obvious choice that even if everything else is still good it's you you are making a mistake in not using the ideal and obvious choice yeah i mean that's a big part of it yeah um so you know that this will this will just the beginning the tip of the iceberg of this kind of conversation we're going to have about just game design balancing um the precedent that's set with introducing certain aspect certain things you can do into the game that maybe we haven't seen before um and it's always the intention is always good behind putting it into the game it's to freshen things up and make things different and feel more you know unique um but sometimes it can start an avalanche you know it's like the the first pebble to start an avalanche um some games have died because of these sorts of um power creepy things that emerge that just kind of start a cascading effect that 
breaks fundamentally breaks the game and gets people to leave this has nothing to do with my opinion on how i think the game is now um i don't think there is a lot of power creep in x-wing right now but i do think that there is more than i expected to see maybe a year ago um but i don't worry about it that much i just think that it's becoming a little bit more apparent than maybe um we you know we had been dealing with you know a year ago for example and so for you guys, I'll ask another question. What is the tipping point for you um, personally when a game gets too unbalanced? How long would you, what, what's, where do you draw the line? General, I'm just talking about gaming in general here, not, not maybe X-Wing specifically, but when would you walk away from a game because of this kind of thing? Ooh. Um, Andrew, I'm going to let, um, yeah, I'm going to let you answer that first. Sure. Yeah, um, I honestly, you know, for for this, I, I mean, I I would walk away when it would get, you know, just too boring. I I'm someone who, you know, I I switch around which factions I play. Um, I I like new things, but I also like a lot of variety in in the lists I play, and I want to see, you know, a meta that has a lot of like those lists. Um, if it gets so broken, you know, as as to what I've I've heard with like some of the things in in 1.0 where um, you know, there's for each faction, there is one definitive way to build that faction. And if you don't do it that way, then you're wrong and you're going to, you know, pay for it. Um, or when you get to a point where like there's one or, you know, or maybe three lists that are all rock, paper, scissors with each other, but those are the only three, you know, uh, great lists, but then they all counter each other. So, basically tournaments are decided by your matchup yeah um yeah. Uh, yeah i feel andrew kind of put my opinion into words better than i can i mean if you're a scum or or a cis player how have you not already quit the game <laughs> honestly <laughs> um like because you 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 want to prove everybody wrong that you're the one who can figure it out he I mean, makes, he makes a he makes a point when he says that is more of a joke, but he, there's some sentiment behind it that I guess. Yeah, yeah right. No, I mean, I, everyone, I mean, I have a friend. I have a friend Lloyd who is a pure scum player, all like, like uh, thrown through, and he has just kind of lost his passion in 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 the entire game. And honestly, I can't blame him. I mean, if like I only play T seventies and. If we ever enter like a format where T seventies are not viable anymore, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, X wing in my in my humble opinion, it's not like in terms of its mechanics, it's not a great game. But like, I like the flying aspect. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, it's it's, like it's, cool it's fun. Game in a lot of ways, I wanted to say yeah. that it's like a well designed game. What X wing? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so, uh, that's, I feel. I, feel, I, feel, I, feel I disagree like, with you there. I feel like it's a future yeah. podcast. I feel like that's a discussion for a future well, podcast. It's, it's not. It's a well. I think it's a very well designed I game. I just don't well think it's. A, I just don't think it's a very good competitive game when you take when you when you put every factor into what makes like competitive X wing competitive X wing. Uh, like I, I can get behind that actually. I, I think it's a better way of putting it. Actually, match, yeah. match. Well, the fly better guys even said like you know um shout out to D Yoon and Ryan Farmer like they mentioned that. Ultimately, X-Wing is not the, you know, it's not really a very balanced competitive game when you incorporate all the thing, the re- the ways that you can win or lose your games in a tournament um, versus some other more, po- you know, more popular competitive games that people play. 
Yeah, but, I um, think it's I think it's hard. I think it's hard to balance. It's, it certainly is with seven factions, although technically there are six if you don't count scum. Um, we're <laughs> yeah, I mean, we almost don't even count scum. Yeah. I, I mean, I because I will say, like, the, the, you are walking that line where, yeah, like, you, not only does it have to be a tournament game, but it also has to be thematic as well. So where, where you know, the, those factions are, you know, doing yeah. things that are that feel like, you know, flying for for those factions would do. But yeah, yeah with seven, I mean, it's tough. Yeah. So just to go into specifics um, yeah. about like why, you know, competitively X-Wing might to me isn't like the best. And, and this, this you should take solace in this as all those competitive players is that X-Wing is, um, is, is right now specifically on the forefront of things is heavily influenced by scenario packs and specific factions getting, you know, now two factions getting two of them now yeah they're getting um, fed they're they're getting new stuff they're getting good stuff um they're getting cheap stuff efficient stuff <laughs> others are not resistance scum separatist um and first order are, are not mm. benefiting from that that's four out of seven factions um or or i guess separatists you could say siege of coruscant right but it's not to the extent the republic has benefited from I, it. right absolutely um, yeah the other thing is uh just pure matchups um there are just some lists that you play or that you'll play against that are like really good at like that one scenario or like really like you have bullseye mechanics and like prockets, like, Oh, a large base on the other side of the table. And then you uh, go yeah. up against aces and you're like, man, I mean, I'm, I'm making all the right moves and choices, but my opponent simply has perfect information and is reacting or, to everything I'm doing. Right. Or you're going up against the one separatist list or the FO list that turns everything into crits. So like picking up crates is, <laughs> you know, why, why even do it? Yeah, you play um, a bunch. You feel like you play against a bunch of X ones on salvage. Oh, and then there's just the dice aspect, which is one of the best parts about X wing because it just kind of makes the randomness of like, oh yeah, just because you have a range one double modded shot doesn't mean you're gonna get the kill. Doesn't mean you're gonna get four hits or five hits. Like, you know, but it's exciting. You get dice. Yeah. You get dice sometimes. Like your well, opponent it, will it, will roll out of everything, and you just be like, man, I can't just can't buy. Uh, any averageness average variance in this game it's just not sucks to suck i guess well i mean no i mean i think i think that that little bit of variance is important like that's the reason why i love x-wing over chess is that you know x-wing the more skilled player will probably you know still all like win but the variance smooths it over just a little bit so that people who are almost as good still have a chance of winning and still have a reason to play like those games out in 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 tournaments and things the the other thing that i did i mean just the last of the many factors just want to really make this point clear um is the um the way they approach to the game there's a lot of people who play this game because they love star wars for example and they're playing han or Luke or Vader or, you know, who are all good, obviously still, or just like, you know, let me use a less uh, Merrick or, or something. Um, Lebo, because it's their favorite character. They're more casual about it. Um, and so when you take the people who are, love the game and want to play it at tournaments, but they have a more casual approach to it, pit it up against the people who netlist and who are purely looking at data and statistics and probabilities, there's an already a rift in terms of, balance because people have chosen to approach the game competitively in various ways which i think is overall something i like about it it's not a complaint by any means but it's just there's a lot of things that affect balance 
in this mm-hmm. game. And I just don't think ultimately with all of that said, I just don't think that the game is a great balance, competitive game in terms of totals, global balance, especially right now when multiple factions are almost unplayable competitively, like winning tournaments type competitive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would agree that, that there's a lot of factions that for sure need help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we don't have, yeah, we don't have to dive down that rabbit hole. Um, but you know, let's talk about let's talk about uh, what it's you know, what's become apparent now. We've been with Atomic Mass Games for a while. Um, we've been able to see. I've heard firsthand being able to have an awesome conversation with them about the way they see the game, what they're passionate about, the direction they're trying to take the game, and how they look at designing things. You know, I I guess I can just I'll, I'll start. Like I think Atomic Mass Games, his um, is really their emphasis is on the more casual thematic nature uh, appeal of x-wing improving on that side of it because the game has always had a good competitive scene i think they're trying to add more features around scenarios more pilots that feel thematic and fun to build out the narrative side of star wars x-wing to to feel like a more complete game where you can buy it at the game store and play it at your apartment without a mat on your kitchen island or or you can take it to the game store and and play in a tournament they want to appeal to every gamer who could touch this game um and i think we're seeing some unintended consequences of certain designs becoming very good um in competitive play and then we're seeing some that are you know designed exactly as they want it to be that's the way that I see their priorities with the game. I'm curious how you guys see it. I know maybe I'll start with Manny because yeah. I know Manny has some takes and opinions on this. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. AMG definitely wants us to play more of like the name pilots, the more famous pilots. I think they like the fact that there's like a Luke and a Darth Vader in almost every, in a, almost every rebel empire list. Um, uh, um, yeah, they're trying to broaden their appeal. Even I absolutely believe, perhaps at the cost at at the current core base, um, I find there to be less of an emphasis on just list building. I, I mean, specifically in terms of like building your own ships with upgrades. Um, I, there's definitely been an emphasis on on these uh center loadout cards which me personally i'm not too crazy about uh i'm a fan on how on how it's able to bring new people into the game uh but in terms of the i guess the competitive aspect uh not that much of a fan but uh yeah i think i rambled enough i will throw it to you andrew yeah, uh, you know, I I would agree that they are pushing more towards the fun design aspect of it, making some of these named pilots feel really special and and awesome and cool, and they are you know very cool. I I see that now with the Battle of Endor, you know, more than anything, I feel like AMG has an idea of what they want the rebel and the empire factions to look like and how they want them to play in a casual, but also in a tournament scene as well. So I think, I feel like they're at the point where they are figuring out the identity for, 
for some of like some of these factions and how they want tournament play. I don't think it's at the expense of a new player base though, and I don't think it's at the expense of of like the casual players. I the one thing that I do feel is is shifting this a bit is like you know the same thing where um, it's a company that makes this game, and at the end of the day, they want to sell product, <laughs> and yeah. so they are you know, like a long time ago on, on an interview that I heard with, you know, fly better. They mentioned things like, Oh, um, the standard cards that are going to be coming in the, the core set, people won't need to, to buy the core set if they already own all the ships. And then they come out with like one Vader. That's better than They're anything else. Pay to win Vader is the nickname yeah. for it. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, so we, you are going to see like in, in the, the initial, spoilers for battle of endor came out and it was like you know they came out with like lando and soon tier and you're like whoa these pilots are pushed everything else seems pretty normal and tame um uh, considering it which is what i kind of thought was like they have like it seems like every set they're coming out with there's going to be a big reason to buy it um and and that's been kind of the the design philosophy that's that's moving forward so which yeah, I, I would be okay with if it was shared amongst all of the other factions, right? If, right. Like if you're playing a if you're playing a power creep, don't just do favorites. Like at least try to do it amongst yeah. all of the other factions. I yeah, I I agree with that. It's 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 hard because you like you a great point. It is a business. They're trying to push certain things to sell product. Um, the the the, the frame of reference we have is obviously fantasy flight games when they handled X-Wing cause they created it and fantasy flight was always the way that they looked at the game and, and brought in new product and made, you know, adjustments and erratas and all that stuff was much more on the competitive game. Like they, they only cared about how things were faring at the highest level. And then it would trickle down all the way to those who played it casually, but they would, that was, they looked at the data. They, they cared very much about, um specific interactions and just basically looking at it from more of like a numbers perspective and amg is much more of a story-based company they're they're more about the experience uh, the playing the flying the star warships around ffg was more about the mechanics and about the specifics and maybe more of the details i'm not saying that one is superior than the other but it's a fact that fantasy flight games had a very different idea of what x-wing was and amg has a very idea a different idea of what x-wing is and and should be moving forward and you know you can coexist with a still detail oriented but now thematic and narrative based game and that's where atomic mass games is trying to take it it, it's very clear that they very much more uh, of a fan about just like, hey, man, you're playing a Star Wars game with these cool painted ships. You're you're you're, you're dogfighting. You've got objectives and satellites. And you know, FFG was like, yeah, we, we tried scenarios and they didn't work. So it's just dogfighting. It's like that was that was their, the way they were. Yeah, I will say that AMG definitely has a way on how this game should be played. And I don't, and I don't want to say it's like it's either my way or or the highway, but um, it definitely did feel as if when uh, two point five came out, it felt as if they told us that we were kind of playing the game wrong. And uh, it's always gonna be a 
uh, a polarize uh, they they if they i know that it if was they polarizing were, then it was it'll yeah be, yeah because i was gonna say I, <laughs> they would have they would have refra- they would have refra- well they their the wording was bad like you know uh, it, them flat out saying that people didn't know what the objective of the game was is just a false statement it's just that's not what they meant though i know that's ultimately right, they right, right now that but like you gotta not say it that way because it does piss people off it's like this is a dog fighting game you're shooting at other ships and trying yeah. to destroy them that's the objective of the game um you know and so uh they got so much flack so much heat for that yeah um and and things have obviously calmed down um calmed down a lot but yeah it's uh is one of those things where i think a lot of people felt very threatened because it's like hey we're taking literally everything including this building and we're flipping it upside down and changing everything and in and it was uh, a big change for sure it was a big change uh 2.0 was just out there in terms of the games under their umbrella that i believe 2.5 2.5 was their attempt of bringing it closer to what they uh, where they like, want it to uh, be. To they, yeah, like to what they know. Um, and uh, yeah, that comes with upsides and downsides and a very polarized fan base. So yeah. And on the issue of power creep, uh, just like one last thing. It's also important yeah. to not power creep too fast because if you do, you make the previous product pretty redundant, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I just want to so, yeah. just touch touching on the power creep thing because I didn't really chime in on, you know, where I would draw the line. If I'm not having fun anymore, it's just really where I walk away. Um, yeah. I've I've taken more breaks from recently. I'll be honest, like I've been playing this imperialist that I am so good with and I win so much with. I'm very fortunate that I've found something I have fun with that I've had success with. But it's gotten to the point where I just like I'm not really in, when I bring it, I'm like, here we go again. Another just going through the motions, not really enjoying it. Like I'm gonna bring it to worlds, but I, uh, you know, I like I I've felt the need to take some intermittent breaks from playing here and there just to keep myself fresh, yeah. um, because I've... I do feel like I'm seeing a lot of or just I'm playing a lot of similar things or playing against a lot of similar things, and you know I'm still having fun, but it's once you have don't have any fun anymore, it that's when you kind of have to walk away. I in, in this it, yeah. In this in-between time, uh, you know, I've I've been try- just trying new things. I've been playing extended lists, honestly, just to just to shake it up a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. standard's gotten a little boring. I don't know. Like, I, there's a lot of choices, but I, I, it's just like like Manny said. Like, I have components to play the other factions, and I'm like, but like none of this is good compared to like these well, all these standard loadout parts that i could use like i mean i i think it's going to get shaken up again before worlds with the the battle of endor over endor for sure yeah again, I don't think all over two be... factions right right yeah so more people might play i'd be i'd be surprised if like a drastic shift to like everybody no. playing umpire and rebels but there will be no more people I, I don't think initially. it's it's Plan. drastic but it, it it's gonna i mean it it's exciting me just because it gives i have to practice against you know soon tier or with or um you know like i i'd like to get these ships like on the table just to figure them out because you know you're gonna see them yeah it's, it's the standard loadout cards are so here's 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 something i i really like to hammer home in terms of um like we need new players in this game and we need more new players and to continue that pattern of adding people into the the community the great community that is x-wing and I, I i think outside of the complaints about there just being too much good stuff on one pilot there is a way too much to keep track of with these new sl yeah. cards it's like it is it's absolutely ridiculous it's gonna get to the point where like there's five darth vaders i'm just like 
people are going to have to pause their games to read their pilots to be like what can i do here because there's 18 different things i can do here for one pilot yeah i was going to say with the the initial when when they talked about they created the standardized uh cards for new players I'm I'm going to call Hokum on that right now that no, the, <laughs> these are not for new players. These are for players who are veterans and really yeah. understand the game. Cause even for me, it's uh it's a lot. And it's like, I mean, honestly, I think that these cards are for us are for competitive uh, players who have, who have which played is so the game funny. Cause I don't think that's what they want. They're intending though. Really? That's uh, that's exactly what I think. You, you think that I, like, you think I have they want people yeah, to buy the scenario packet and play it at home. Like, I don't yeah. think they're trying uh, to, to make this for the competitive players only. Well, no, 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 I no, mean, no. I didn't say only. I no, well, I, yeah, I, didn't, exactly. I didn't say competitive players. I said experienced okay. players. Right. Well, I, I to me, a veteran player is somebody that plays the game seriously and plays a lot because they've been playing it for a long time. I don't know. So sure. like. But it, it's for people who know how a B-Wing flies. And, and then when you say, hey, look at all these like crazy linked actions you can do. Look at all yeah. this like, cool yeah. stuff. No, then I, you're I, like, I oh, that. this is different. Yeah. This is special. Like, man, streaming these games, like streaming games with this stuff. I'm like, I have uh, what's going on. I, why is this person re- like, you know, spending a charge to remove a red and orange token at the same time? Why are they rolling a die randomly in the middle of activation? Like, all, it's just, just like it's even just just covering it from a commentary perspective it's like i have to go over and reread the card over and over because i can't memorize this stuff it's it's so much to keep track of when when we're doing commentary there's or for anyone's doing commentary there's going to be a lot of those like oh white white where is that target lock coming from oh right this ship has a special links i have like a bit of a tinfoil hat theory uh and please let me know if i'm ron but i personally believe that amg is trying to phase out like build your own list with upgrades for these standard load for these standard loadout cards uh and like not through power creep but just like well if you're not flying these standard loadout cards then what exactly are you doing uh if you are trying to win uh am i wrong or is that just like a vibe that i'm getting and it's like it and it's just me i don't i don't think that i i have a different take on on maybe what's going on because uh, uh, again I, i'm gonna like go and point to their like uh to their other games mm-hmm. like to their other like um uh, like with uh shatterpoint and Warcraft protocol all other games have kind of revolved around like a standard loadout aspect and again with the whole upgrades and like to build your own uh, they are just not comfortable with that and case in point armada and how they kind of let that game die because that is a game that is truly dependent on making your own capital ships, choosing your upgrades crew. And they just are choosing to no longer support it. I, I don't think that it's, it's because the, that they're uncomfortable people building their own. I think that it is easier for them to just design a product that fits into a current meta, but then also they can design a product that is is really good in that like one form to make you buy like that product. It's the only place that you could get like that corset version of Vader, um, and they can control how you know good or bad it is by just raising the the base points for for the pilot score like skill. Um, 
is that they wouldn't be able to sell a Corsa unless they put in like a whole brand new upgrade or something. So by packaging it together on one card, they don't have to like create a new game component. They can take existing game components, cost it effectively, and then now make you. Yeah, but like, from buy a list building one. from a list building perspective, like I can't play. I almost I can't really play the customizable Tomax because he's just so much more neutered now than the, the, the right. standard one. Yeah, like, but if the if new the wedge other one... over the build your own soon tier old soon tier you know makes way for the new soon tier it's just there's just such a extend extending pattern now the arc 170s over the build your own arc 170s yeah um, oh I mean, yeah like, no i mean why it's... would you ever fly customizable luke or or well or, i mean or so Vader, right in in the future i mean all you have to do one i mean i will say that right now because the other Darth Vader's are so good, there's no reason why the build your own needs to be one point. You know, you could make that one point lower, like a six point. True, and, but and I don't fine. see them changing but, that anytime. But soon. they could. I mean, they could raise the points. You know, if they if Luke goes up one point um, for the the Battle of the Avenue, Luke goes up one point. Now he's unplayable. Now well, you want to build the. Now you have to grab the. Uh, yeah, like the build your own. Yeah, that's true. Like they're able to, but I see no evidence that. They have a desire to. Well, I mean, they're also you know pretty new, but I I mean I, I but I don't think that the 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 core. I mean, I, who knows what's going on with their their game design or or what they're thinking? But I I don't feel that the the standardized cards are coming from a place that they like don't like the build your own aspect. I think it's more of that it's an easy way for them to to make a a pilot and a ship very good but in a very controlled way i mean i will happily say that i'm wrong when they release a new upgrade card or that, a pilot that isn't standardized like that's true yeah i will be the first shots, one to admit just a couple months ago though they came out with the hot shots oh, and aces that was still a couple months ago that was a long time that, that was an ffg product that had amg's name on it oh, okay and that was that was a long time ago but now, but i mean the if they come out with another hot shots and aces pack then you know that would be great. Then that'll be. Uh, yeah, it's true. I, I I will happily say I'm wrong on this podcast in a future episode, sure. but I mean I'm just looking at what we have right now and what's likely going to happen in the future. I'm just like I'm. I just don't see it in the realm of possibility. I will be more than happy to be proven wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, will well, happily eat pro. You know, this is the 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 drawback of of like coming out with like something new, like like this this um uh these talents that are stapled on on these pilots now like uh, like true grit from like the bomber pack like mm-hmm. you can put true grit on 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 that one bomber and it has like that ability it's easy to control because if you come out with the true grit talent card and everybody can use it that's just that's harder for or it's easier for that to become broken and to and to, to price it you know uh yeah, and I think it shows when it when any pilots can take it. Yeah, and I think it shows that is actually like a pretty damning part about this is that these cards are balanced around the scenario and not the competitive game. At least, like that's where their priorities lie in terms of balancing. Well, I mean, I mean, the the bomber packs are balanced around the competitive game. I I, I don't know. I I feel like we're just talking in circles at this point. But yeah, yeah we kind of are. It's, yeah, it's uh, 
they they said that they like they believe that they're that list building is a you know a, an important feature of the game of x-wing and that you know well, they yes, recognize but... the value of it hold on hold on hold on oh yeah okay when they said that and i and at the time we had more recent product that that kind of affirmed that belief mm-hmm. i don't feel it as much now with more recency bias it seems like that's skewing the other direction um my imperialist now has four out of five of my pilots are standardized I don't love that. I, it's it's easier in terms of cleanup and setup. Sure, yeah. it's great, awesome, good, great. But like, it's not what I need. Like, oh, like yeah. you know, I I only want to play stuff that's easy to put on the table. Like, no, it's, I, it's okay. I can spend two minutes. No, I, building building your own ships is a lot of fun. I mean, that's I yeah. that's why I don't feel that this is something that is going to go away because they they know, I I know. I would feel that the designers would also feel that that is a very yeah. fun aspect and what people like to do. I do. I do hope so. And for, if you play resistance sure. and uh, FO, you have to build your own lists. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Well, but yeah. I mean, they definitely <laughs> have like some favorites, at least yeah. among rebels and empire. Yeah. Sure. I mean, again, I'd like to be proven wrong. I guess we'll see you soon. Adepticon's coming up. So yeah, we should be hearing about some new product, right? Right. Yeah, we'll and if, a couple we don't, if we don't, then we'll have a different conversation. Yeah, um, you hope I'm so. It's going to be cautiously. Abandon ship. Go <laughs> hide a new hobby. New community. Oh, oh, come on. Uh, Heroes <laughs> of the Earth Tree cluster is very fun. And, yeah. and also, I, I would say that the X Wing community. I'm the crazy homeless guy just shouting out, the end is near. I that you're yeah. you and all of Reddit. Um, it's impressive yeah, that you're. It's impressive that you're podcasting without a without any. You know, I don't know what kind of power outlet situation you got, but good for you. You found a place. <laughs> yeah. Manny is casting from a subway right now. I was gonna say, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like the like our last week's episode too. Like the the X Wing community is is so strong and in right now that I I'm not you know worried that anything would. That that it would be, you know, the entire collapse of the game in the near future if they didn't come out with anything new. Yeah, hopefully. But here's like the advantage of like being a skeptic: either you're pleasantly surprised, well, or you're right, or, or your expectations are met because you're a skeptic. Yeah, there you go. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's, I, there's, yeah, I, I guess I don't, I won't go into it. But you mentioned Adepticon, Manny. That is coming up. Everybody, I believe the the last chance qualifier is now sold out, March twentieth through the twenty fourth in Schaumburg at the Renaissance Hotel. That is where Worlds will be for X Wing. Andrew and I and a few other of our locals will be there. Come and say hi. You'll see us. Yeah. Twenty twenty four Chicago shirts with uh, the skyline and the X Wing flag, uh, the patented, not really patented design that we have. Very proud of it. Is there any last words, guys, before I uh, sign us off here? No, I'm good. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, really excited. Hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out, uh, people will be able to get and play uh, Battle Over Endor. And uh, I'm looking to get in uh, a game or two of the scenario because it looks fun. Yeah, it might, might be as late as March 15th, according to Asmodee. But if people get it early, we'll, we'll definitely oh, well, there we go. see people post pictures. So. Yeah, um, I want to thank our continued partner, Strata Strike, who creates incredible gaming components on Etsy, including amazing uh, components like wood template trays, objective tokens, and more for X-Wing. You can use discount code 312SQUADRON, that's 312 capital S, and then lowercase Q-U-A-D-R-O-N for 15% off your entire purchase for anything on their Etsy store. 
Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitch to catch us live. You can catch our edited content on YouTube. You can like us on Facebook. Jump into the, the conversation directly with us in our Discord. I also want to thank all of our patrons who have supported us. Um, a lot of them uh, get exclusive uh, edited content. And these unedited uh, live stream sessions posted exclusively to them and early. I just want to give a shout out to our patrons. Kevin, I want to give Mike, David, Dean, Digikind, William, Dale, Matthew, Adam, Brendan, Michael, Justin, Mark, John, Joshua, Daniel, Alex, Stephen, Matt, Peter, Andrew, and Scott. Thank you all for uh, keeping us going. It really, really helps us a lot. We really do appreciate it to everyone that listens to our podcast and watches our streams. And it's just a part of the community. We do appreciate it greatly. Thank you all so much. My name is Nick Sperry. I'm Andrew Kuba. And I'm Emmanuel. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you all. And have a wonderful day. Good night. Good day.